0: And welcome to HopeForMe.Live. Today we're going to be talking about the perfect storm. Surviving the perfect storm. As many of you may know, I was a weatherman in another life way back when. For 25 years, I love storms. I I mean, I've chased hurricanes and tornadoes and (laughs) snowstorms. I just get into that stuff. But we're not talking about weather storms today. We're going to be talking about the storms of life. Three specific storms in particular worry, fear, and hopelessness. And what happens when all three knock you upside the head? Sorry, I'm a guy, so I got violent imagery, Angie. (laughs) Maybe you can counsel me. When all three knock you upside the head at the same time.
1: Right. That, you know, it it is quite the storm. It's huge. Those are very strong emotions to to be facing all at the same time. So we're hopefully going to help walk you through that.
0: Well, walk us through it. Let's okay. go to it.
1: Okay, so so we know that we do go through these hurdles in life and we go through hard times. And a lot of times we will face these individually. Mm-hmm. We'll have some worry. We'll have some fear. We'll have some hopelessness. <clears throat> and so we're, we're, we kind of, with some effort, are able to get through those things. But we're talking when you're facing all three, it just becomes so overwhelming. And you you, you kind of maybe sometimes are frozen in your tracks, not knowing how to move forward. Excuse me. <coughs> And so um, when you're hit by all three, everything seems to feel impossible. Like, how am I even going to make my way through that? And so we want to address, we kind of want to break those down and address how how to get when you're hit through all three.
0: Okay, so what's the biggest of the three? Is there one that's worse than the other?
1: I, You know, it could be different, from different for different people. Maybe someone has mastered how to overcome fear or, you know, things like that. So it could be different, but... Whatever the case, you know, you're going to want to face the biggest thing, you know. So for some people, it's hopelessness. They can't seem to get them, themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, worry and then severe worry, which turns into anxiety. So it just really depends on the person. Um, but all of them have very, very strong, are tied to very strong emotions. You know, I'm thinking this
0: Bible verse where it says, Nothing has betaken you that is not common to man. In other words, whatever you're going through, you're not alone. It's normal. It may not seem normal. Maybe you don't know anybody going through your specific circumstance, but in a world of of eight billion people and a history of thousands and thousands of years, people have gone through exactly what you've gone through. It it is not abnormal. And sometimes I think people think they're the only ones going through something And just that alone can just start breeding and adding to these issues that we're talking about.
1: It really can. It could seem, you know, when you're in the middle of it, it could seem just so overwhelming and and very isolating. But I I think that's a good point, is try to remember that that people have been where you're at, people have made it through, and that's something you can do as well.
0: So the bigger the circumstance, the harder... It's going to be to get over some of these hurdles.
1: Right. So, so again, like the, sh- the bigger the circumstance, the scarier it is for you, the more emotional it is, whatever the event is that got you to that place. Um, you know, obviously, it, you know, if it's just, hey, I had a bad day, that's one thing versus you've had a loss, you know, a death in the family or something even more traumatic. So, so it just depends on where you're at with it, but just remember that, that um, according to that event, that's how strong those emotions are going to be. And the
0: two biggest events that that's normal um, would be a um, death of the family member, mm-hmm. and the other one would be what?
1: Maybe suffering some abuse, some trauma,
0: or divorce.
1: Yeah, divorce. Mm-hmm.
0: So, but maybe those three things are right. probably the biggest. And you may be going through those, but we always have to remember that man. No matter how big the hurdle is, God is bigger than the hurdle. Absolutely. He actually created the world, and in a way, oddly created the hurdle. Right. Because he created the world. So in other words, you can trust him that he can get you through
1: it. Right. He. There's nothing that's not known to him. He knows exactly. Um, what we're facing and and how to get us through it.
0: You know, on a pastoral level, let me just say this. You're looking at the hurdle. I can't get over it. Good. That's a start because God's going to help you over it.
1: Right. And so, you know, we want to give you some steps to help you through that too. But you definitely, you know, you definitely need the Lord to partner partner with you through it because he can give you that wisdom.
0: So if you're going through worry, fear, and hopelessness all at the same time, Trying to tackle all three of these very strong emotions can leave you emotionally exhausted, mentally famished, and it can give you an overall sense of total and unadulterated defeat.
1: Right, right. So, so a lot of people deal with this situation in many different ways. You know, when, when people feel defeated, they tend to give up. They tend to avoid um, walk away, check out (laughs) in their mind, so to speak, Um, or other people will just freeze and not know how to move forward. Um, And so these are difficult places to be. Um, Either way, you know, hopefully we're going to give you those steps that will help, help you through it. But if at that point where you're frozen or you're too defeated and you can't get yourself moving, that is a good time to ask for some help people that care about you, people that know that are going to give you advice and um, and lovingly walk you through it, that would be a good time. Otherwise, here's some things that we can help you with.
0: So if you're in the situation and it's very possible that your vision is totally blurred,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: cannot see forward.
1: Right, right. If you could imagine a huge storm, like a big storm and it's raining. And it and
0: takes one side of the, <laughs> the uh, sky all the way to the other right. and you don't realize that... There is an end to it. There's right. an end to it on the, on the right, to the left, and on the back end. It's a storm. doesn't encompass the whole world.
1: Right, but it's rainy and it's windy, and you're not sure which way you should go. You know, am I going this way or that way to get out of the storm? So it, it kind of brings some confusion maybe and and make it very difficult for you to see your way through. But, um, you know, so, so if you if you break the storm up, you know, so say... Say if you're able to break that storm up into three smaller storms, it's going to really clear your your eyesight. You're going to be able to see. Oh, okay, this is not as bad, and I can conquer these things. Um, but you're always going to start with the hardest emotion. Okay. So a lot of times, like I said, is fear. So you're going to start. It, you know, you're going to start with the hardest emotion. You're going to work through that, and then move your way through the other two.
0: Okay. So. Um the storm is hitting, you can't see your way through it, understanding that you can actually break this up into three separate categories can make it a little bit more doable maybe in your heart and your mind.
1: Right, I mean, when you're you're in the middle of some kind of traumatic event or circumstance, it's just so overwhelming and you just, people tend to just see this huge ball of of pain or, or stress. But what you don't realize is it's very easy just to separate them out. Um, Once you separate them out, you start going, oh, okay, I can can handle that part. I can handle this piece. And you start to begin to handle one piece at a time, and then it doesn't become so overwhelming.
0: You know, speaking of the Lord's forgiveness, he says, come, let us reason together. This is from Isaiah. And in this particular situation, this is a very reasoned approach. Let us reason through. Right. Let us use wisdom to take this one step at a time. So sometimes, you know, before you can run a race you have to learn how to stand. Before you can run a race you need to know how to walk. Before you can run a race, you have to learn how to run. Before you can run a race, you have to learn how to run fast. Uh, before you can run a race, a long race, you've got to learn how to run fast nonstop. Okay? So it's, it's, a, it's this process of one step at a time, learning to walk before you run is right. what I'm trying to say here.
1: Right. And, and we have to realize that, when we've talked about this a lot on, on uh, the show, you know, and all the different shows that we've done, is emotions become so strong and they try to rule the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you're saying is true. If we could get in a healthy mindset, we can tell our emotions what to do. So when emotions are overcoming, the goal is to try to get into that healthy mindset and work that through so then, then we can just tell emotions, hey, back off, that's not the truth. A lot of these hard emotions, the worry, fear, the hopelessness, come are set in lies that we have believed. And so when we can logically seek truth and understand the truth, those lies no longer have that power.
0: You know, while some emotions are wonderful— oftentimes our our emotions are not our friends, right? They're really not our friends and they're, and they're not of God, but we have to be able to rule them. Right. And so this is something we want to help you with. So with that being said, you said the strongest one, most likely for most people is fear. Right. So let's start with fear.
1: Right. So we're going to break those storms up into three different smaller ones. And, and, and I did put fear first because that's mostly what people, um, just struggle with the most so when when you're having that fear and and you're going to want to conquer it the first thing you're going to do is you're going to name the fear you're going to kind of go introspective you're going to you're going to look at it you're going to take inventory what am I afraid of you're going to ask that question think it through what am I afraid of it's probably based in some kind of unknown because people are afraid of the unknown or some kind of lie that you've believed so you're going to really pursue that and figure out where the fear is rooted.
0: This is in some ways very much like confession. Yeah. Because you're speaking out what the fear is. In other words, this is my fear knowing as long as you have the attitude in your heart that you know that the fear that you have is wrong. In the sense that I don't want to have this. This is hurting me.
1: Right. Right. So once you once you're as you're discovering what that fear is, you're seeking the truth. Am I fearing because I'm believing a lie? Am I fearing because um, I'm I'm afraid of the, the unknown because things are unknown and I'm not sure where it's going? Is the fear legitimate or is it just um, being stirred up in within, within you and doesn't have any basis to it? So those are all things that you're going to be seeking the truth about that fear, and then by doing that, when you find the truth, that's going that's going to be your new mindset. All
0: right, let's let me back you up. Let me back you up. So let's go back to name the fear, seek the truth. The truth is the thing that sets you free.
1: Absolutely.
0: The truth is what helps you see that the fear is real. If you name the fear but you don't know the truth, naming the fear isn't going to help at all. Right. So knowing that truth is going to be so very important. The better, and just I need to stop, you know, you and the counseling, just for that pastoral moment for me where i tell everybody the bible says that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free right
1: absolutely and
0: so you have to know it if you don't know your bible folks this is just get into it then have that 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 humble confession of the heart that you can name the fear because that's what you're doing when you name the fear it's a humble confession of the heart. You're gonna seek the truth, you're gonna seek the, the remedies that God gives us or wise counsel can give us, you know, from a mm-hmm. therapist. And then you go, let's now then go back to, then you change, the, the, the mindset is changed. I'm thinking on a, you know, on a biblical level that the transforming of your mind the Bible right. talks about the transformation of the mind.
1: Right. This is the practical application of how to do that. Right. You know, so, so we're taking you through those steps. And once you've understand truth, you almost have to work harder to believe the lie. Because once truth is set in you... You know, it's like, okay, I know where I'm at now. I know where I stand. And so your mindset has changed now. And so that is going to help you move forward.
0: Yeah. And the Bible talks about the, it being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. And your mind is being renewed by truth from the word of God. So this is all interconnected um, in a very integral way. Right. Okay. So that's the fear. Okay, and remember that fear is the opposite of faith. So we want to get rid of this fear in our lives, even if it's legitimate fear. That right. doesn't mean that it, it should own us. Okay, right. you might you know, you might get a prognosis from the doctor. You know that it's not good, and it's a very fearful thing. And of course, you know the, the, the Lord can heal. Uh, sometimes he does. Oftentimes he doesn't, because uh, we're all going to die one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might have that that legitimate fear. Right. Um, but I know people who have battled some really tough things, including, you know, that they wind up dying from certain things. But they had this piece that was so amazing, and they were such a great witness during this, that people were like, how can you do that? That's because they named their fear, they sought the truth, and they have their mindset changed, and they now have a perspective that is totally different than
1: I'm dying. That's it's absolutely true. Yeah. I, I watched my mom go through that process, and it was a beautiful thing.
0: And one of my best friends is going through that process mm-hmm. right now, and he's an amazing testimony to uh, to the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so that's the fear. Let's go into the hopelessness now. And that's so hopeless.
1: Right. So if you're in this place where you don't see a way through, you feel hopeless, I, I have no direction, I don't know what, what to do from this point on, I feel like everything I've tried is not working. So it gives you that sense of there there is no hope. Um, and so that, I mean, and two, it's like once you've conquered that fear, that's going to help to conquer the hopelessness for sure. But so what you're going to do in this situation is hopelessness is hard to pull yourself out alone, you right. know. So it's good to begin to talk to others, people who who, you, who love you and that you trust. Look for that encouragement. Don't just don't just sit in the hopelessness but pursue encouragement and pursue the things that will encourage you if you have to look up your situation online and educate yourself about things see how other people have gotten out of that situation or found direction talk to your friends talk to counselors but pursue that encouragement and that healthy advice um so take it upon yourself to look for that and then also form a plan of action that will help you get out of the hopelessness if you begin to sit and get that encouragement and that advice but then sit down and kind of formulate the plan to get you out of where you are even if you don't fully believe it but you understand in your mind that it's a good plan as you start to take those steps moving forward you'll see how the hopelessness dissipates
0: you know we're back to that Bible verse in Isaiah let's come and reason together you know you, you forming this action plan is you reasoning out with the help of the Holy Spirit, guided by the truth and some mm-hmm. faith, even though your faith may be wavering. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the end of the world, and you can formulate this action plan to change your circumstance.
1: Right. Right. It's, you know, you'll be surprised at how quickly it will, that that hopelessness will dissipate as you're taking steps forward and you're seeing Oh, there's progress here. There's forward motion. At least I'm not standing still or going backwards. There's forward motion, um, and and then that that hopelessness slowly becomes conquered.
0: And we can't emphasize enough that having someone walk alongside you on this one in particular is very important. Right. Thirdly, is the worry bug. Right.
1: <laughs> and worry is, you know, even though I put it last, that doesn't mean it's less. I mean, it can't worry. If you let that worry go, it can quickly become. A deep deep anxiety and so we do want to um, be very careful to walk this through as well so for having some worry some good practical application to help walk you out of that worry is to sit down and maybe make a list of possible outcomes so a lot of the worry comes from not knowing what's gonna happen I'm gonna worry is it gonna turn out this way is it gonna turn out that way and we can spiral into this, this just worry tornado. But if we sit there and we kind of list them out, maybe on a piece of paper or talking to a friend, what are the possible outcomes? Then we kind of know what's right in front of us, and we can begin to deal with that. Um, and then at that point, you can begin to prepare whatever you have to do emotionally, physically, take steps you know, to prepare how, the best that you can for whatever those outcomes may be. It'll start to make you feel better and relieve some of that pressure.
0: You know, you have a choice in life, folks. You can allow your mind to run your emotions, or you can allow your emotions to run your mind. Now, biblically, I would say that you need to allow your mind. That, is be, that has been renewed by God, so this is a mind that is full of truth your mind to rule over your emotions. Right. And when you do that and you allow wisdom and godly reasoning to take over, conquering the fear, the hopelessness and the worry with the help of the Holy Spirit is easily attained the majority of the time and sometimes attained, but not so easy because it depends on the situation and how um, hindered you are by some of this.
1: Right, right. It's absolutely true. Having that positive mindset. So as you, as you've listed the outcomes and you've prepared, remember that important part is, is, is having that positive mindset. I can get through this, you know, nothing is impossible. I'm going to make it through, you know, just keeping that on your heart and remembering that even if you have setbacks as you're moving forward with your plans. That's not the end. We're all going to have setbacks, but we can continue to pick ourselves up and move forward and find another way. Um, These are all possibilities. So that worry doesn't rule you because there's always a way. It might take you just a little bit to figure out what that right way is, but don't let that hold you back.
0: Do you like this statement, everybody? No storm will ever be too big for me. If you want to live that life, you need to be intentional in what you do and how you handle it and we've given you some tools today.
1: Right, right. And and I believe wholeheartedly that if you practice this on a regular basis, you can actually definitely say that because you you've now overcome and you know how to do it.
0: And then some of your friends are gonna look at you and go, You're a weirdo. How did you get through that so easy? And then you can explain it to them.
1: Right. And you right. can
0: actually be a good witness. Right. Angie, thank you very much. Thank you. You're listening Me Hopeforme.live, go to our website at hope for me.live to listen to um, about 150, 160 podcasts covering all kinds of spiritual and mental issues that you may be having. We're here for you. You never pay a dime if you need to speak to uh, one of our counselors. Uh, Angie is often available. Just call the number on the website and we'll never charge you anything. Everything is done uh, for the love of the Lord. The ministry is funded by partners who understand what we're doing and are sold out on the belief that God wants to bring healing to the nations. We'll talk to you next time.